Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Let's hit the Great Midwest Bank hotline and welcome in Eric Name from The Athletic, covers the Milwaukee Bucks. Eric, thanks for the time. Good morning. Happy holidays. Thank you for having me. Same to you. All right. Uh, just l- let me start here. One and two, it's three games, and it's the same old adage. It's early. I get it. Should Bucks fans, and I'll follow up after your answer, but should Bucks fans feel uh, a little concerned here with the one and two mark? I don't think so. This is a team that, you know, over the last three or four years hasn't had a ton of turnover from year to year. Last year, obviously, they they changed out a starter in Malcolm Brogdon and brought in some new guys. But for the most part, they were still bringing back a whole lot of the roster. I think it was something like 77% of the roster is coming back. This year, just 50% of the roster was returning. So, I, to me, it, it really seemed like with a shortened offseason – with a shortened preseason and training camp, uh, you know, it was going to be kind of rough for these first couple games. And, you know, we've seen a bunch of growing pains from this team. Uh, the defense has been trying to figure itself out. They've been giving up just about everything. Uh, in the past, you know, people have gotten used to the Bucks giving up some threes. They've just been, you know, doing a poor job keeping the ball in front of them. And just it, it's been a real struggle on the defensive end. So, I don't know that any of this is unexpected, uh, but I also know that they have a back-to-back in Miami coming up uh, today and tomorrow, and Miami is the team that eliminated them from the postseason last year, and I could see things going poorly. This is a Bucks team that hasn't looked that good thus far, and a 1-4 and four start, uh, you know, a couple of losses to the team that eliminated you the year before, uh, I could see Bucks fans, uh, you know, freaking out even more. That that seems like something that that could happen. So uh, I don't know that any of this is unexpected, but uh, I, I I would not be surprised if, if fans do not take it well. And I, I don't know that I could blame them. Uh, you know, a, a poor start is a poor start. It, it is, and, and I agree with that. So that that uh, leads to the follow up here. I, I completely agree that it's going to take time and adjustment to. Um, you know, integrate uh, new players in into Bud's system, and and yeah, really Giannis is and 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 the mainstay is Middleton. But at what point then should the measuring scale be? Is there a target time to kind of say, you know, is it fifteen games? Is it ten games? Is it twenty games? It just because you know you know a, a ton more about basketball than I do. What's what's a good frame of reference to how many games it would take with a 50% roster turnover? Yeah, I think you're looking at around 20 games to to get everyone to have a good feel for how long it's going to take. And 
it's going to be weird this year because obviously it's only a 72 game season, so uh, fewer games in the aggregate. If it takes 20 to get used to you, uh, you know that's a higher percentage of your games that aren't going the way that you want want them to go. But I think the big thing with this team is how they change going forward. They've had the league's best record for the last two seasons and then not found postseason success. And if that's the case, then you got to be thinking about doing things differently. And I think that's one thing you're really going to have to look at over these 20 games is, you know, not only how are players adjusting, how are they getting used to this, how are the Bucks doing things differently? Are, are they putting a, a different strategy out there? Are there different tactics that might make them more successful in the postseason? Because really this is what it's all about. And, uh, you know, it, it's really tough to balance all of this when – you say the regular season doesn't matter because they've been very good in the regular season and not been able to get it done in the postseason, but also you have to look good at the at some point in the regular season for for you to feel good about what you can do in the postseason. So it's this really tough balance of the Bucks trying to get better and trying to improve uh, with roster changes, the Bucks trying to get better and improve with their tactics and, and the way that they handle things. So uh, I think, you know, they're going to have to attempt to go about this and – in, in a really smart way and hope to figure out how this all works out. But 20 games, 20 games feels about right. Okay. Um, and, and I think a, uh, an organization, regardless of sport, uh, is in a great situation when you, you kind of sew up some issues in the postseason because you, you know you're going to get there. Uh, to me, that's a good sign. And, and for example, you know, Holiday uh, doesn't have, I guess he doesn't have a, a tremendous amount of experience uh, in the postseason. I think it's right around 25 or 30 games, averages 17 points. How does that equate to the postseason, just his addition alone? I think it helps out quite a bit. And, you know, there's, there's some people out there, and I had a conversation with John Horst that just went up over at The Athletic, um, and this is something we talked about. You know, there's a lot of people out there that say, okay, Drew Holiday, his, his best attribute is his defense. He's one of the best defenders in the league. But also Eric Bledsoe, one of his best attributes was that he's a great defender, one of the best in the league. Okay, so offensively, how does Drew Holiday you know, impact the game? And it's about his strength and it's about his quickness. And then you look at Eric Bledsoe and, well, he – impacted the game through his strength and quickness. So how do they actually get better? And I think the big difference is just kind of the way that Drew Holiday goes about playing basketball, that when he uses his strength and quickness to get an advantage, it is to see the floor. It is to get the best shot possible. It is to get his teammates involved. It's, it's the pace that he plays at, which is a lot different than Eric Bledsoe. Eric Bledsoe is downhill all the time, always attacking, always trying to get to the rim, uh, also taking some quick threes, just trying to do everything quick, quick, quick. And Holiday is much more methodical. And when you look at the struggles that this team has had in the postseason, obviously a lot of people point to the defense, but one of the other things is the half-court offense. And how do you get better when the game slows down? And Drew Holiday is much better at that pace than Eric Bledsoe. And, and I think that, to me, is the thing that you really point at for how are the Bucks going to get this done? How are they better? I think Drew Holiday's pace on the offense then plays a massive role in that. And um, maybe I'm wrong, but I do think it's very different between those two guys, and it can be a real weapon for this team in the postseason. 
Eric Name of The Athletic here talking some Buc- uh, Bucks basketball here on the Bart Winkler Morning Show. Tim Allen in for Bart. Uh, so Giannis has been pretty interesting, quite fascinating uh, from my perspective, just, just seeing the maturation, getting the payoff. He, he's got his money, he loves the city, with you know all sorts of things. And to me, in, in just being a fan and watching him, I just sort of improve by the year. You know, every year there's just always this improvement. And, you know, we see it in the pinnacle of a couple of MVPs. And so now what? I mean, being as young as he is, I mean, there's always, and I think Coach Bud would tell you that any anybody would tell you this, that you, know, you can always improve outside of free throws. And we all know he needs to improve on that. But uh, what else is next for his uh, improvement scale, if you will? Yeah, I mean, honestly, free throws are a really big part of it. Like, if he's going to be able to attack and get to the line the way that he does, like, it has to be better from the line. So uh, I know you have me to ignore it, but, no, that's, that's like a big part of him getting better is getting better from the free throw line. But when you look at the rest of his game, I think kind of where he can really go to the next level is I think his his passing can always get better. He can always get people more involved. And I think he's always seen the floor incredibly well. Uh, but there's levels to being a great passer. There's there's players that can't see the plays, and he's not one of them. He can see the plays. And then the next step of that is, okay, where does this guy like to catch the ball? Where Where do I put it? so that he can go right into a shot or he can go right into a dunk or uh, how can I keep it away from defenders a little bit better? That, to me, is is one of the things that you're always going to see as a maturation of any playmaker is where are the passes actually going? Not not just are you seeing the passes, but where are they actually going? I think that's a big thing. I think another big thing for him is how does that postgame get better and what does he do when the game slows down? That's always going to be the question for him. Teams large, I know the three-point shot has been a thing a lot of people focus on, and a, a lot of talk is about that. But, you know, Steve Kerr said it best the other day, we're never going to cover him from there. Like it, it, He could hit as many threes as he wants. We're never going to cover him from there because it doesn't make any sense for us to give him a free run to the rim because he's so good at that. So for Giannis, the three-point shot's great, but if no one's ever going to cover you there, then you got to figure out yep. what are your actual other plays. And that means mid-range jumper. That means turn around in the post. Uh, that means get. I mean, getting a little baby hook shot. All of that, to me, is kind of what you circle for how can Giannis take the next level. And, you know, to the Bucks' credit, we're seeing him post up a little bit more this year. And that is, it's all about reps. You can obviously do this in your free time. You can do this in practice. But there's a different level in games and I mean Giannis said that the other night when he was talking about the two free throws he got late against the Celtics you can't recreate that in practice you can try you can say hey if you miss this you're running 10 sprints but 10 sprints is a whole lot different than winning or losing a basketball game uh so all of this is about game reps and and getting that activity and I I do think Giannis figuring out what he's doing when he's on the block is going to be a big part of that I would just add in one more thing, and, and again, who am I? But I, I think the, the, the mark of a, a, of a superstar in any sport is reading uh, the defense, reading the opposition as to how they're going to defend you. 
and then adjusting to that on a given game. You know, other teams, as you said, I give them the three all day long. Well, that's not a strength for Giannis, and you have to adjust around that. I think that's what the good ones have done. Michael has done. LeBron definitely is a wizard at it. I mean, he is amazing at re- – oh, you're going to handle me this way tonight? All right, I got you. I'm going to do this. And adjusting earlier, I think that would be a part of Giannis's game as well. And speaking of LeBron, I'll leave you with this and want to get your response here. In his 17th season, uh, just obviously an amazing player, uh, the the Lakers tend to put things around him, and I'm no knock on the Middleton and Lopez and Bledsoe's of the uh, of of the day and and holidays and things like that. But at what point do we do we do that for Giannis? You know, again, he doesn't have the the, the legacy that LeBron James does. Is it? Is it him? Is it the city? Is it is it the finances? Is it what is it that you know? Or can we expect in the future to put? I mean, some heavy duty tools around Giannis. Yeah, it's it's kind of a tough spot. Um, you know, all those guys. You look at Middleton and Holiday. Those are both guys that are on the very fringe of all NBA teams. So you're going to say somewhere between twenty and. 40 in the NBA. Uh, so I, I think the Bucks have gone out of their way and, you know, tried to make it clear that, hey, we are pushing in, but you're right in saying, you know, there's a difference between two guys that are in the top 20 to 40 players in the league and one guy that's in the top 10. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, obviously LeBron has had a number of guys that have been that, whether it's Dwayne Wade or, uh, you know, Anthony Davis in L.A. now. He's had those, and, and the Bucks have not gotten those guys for for Giannis and I think that was part of what took Giannis so long on his Supermax decision it was you know just trying to figure out if you could actually get it done in Milwaukee that it's always going to be a little bit harder here and I, and I know Bucks fans don't want to hear that but you know those are just kind of the facts that there aren't going to be a lot of players that really want to make their way to Milwaukee. But do you uh, think the ownership, Eric, I'm sorry to cut you off, but do you think the ownership then made him feel a little more at ease that maybe there is a, a Hardner or a Westbrook or a Davis or a Leonard or someone they can put with him without, without knocking, you know, his own teammates. Do you think there was a subtle conversation about that? Yeah, I mean, I think they they talked a lot about the future and kind of what these things hold. But I think there's also a difference in Giannis to those other people that throughout his career, you know, he isn't someone that has gone out and recruited players. And that just isn't something that that he's wanted to do. And, you know, this is, uh, I mean, it's just the fact of the NBA, like if, any super team that you've seen has been two top 10 guys saying, I want to play with this other guy. And Giannis doesn't really feel that way. He doesn't, he doesn't think that way where, Hey, I need another guy in here that we can go out and win this. So uh, I do think that ownership will be willing to go get that. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think the tough part is figuring out who that player may be. And then also Giannis has to be in on it. Giannis has to, do the recruiting. Giannis has to be okay with bringing in that other player. Giannis has to want that. And to this point, he hasn't. And maybe that changes if they come up short uh, another couple of years. 
then all of a sudden, maybe next summer or the summer after, then Giannis says, like, let's go out and I'm going to go figure out whoever it may be, Damian Lillard or whoever. Like, I'm going to go find this other person and they're going to come here. Maybe that happens. But to this point, he just hasn't shown any interest in that. Bucks and Heat tonight. He covers the Milwaukee Bucks for the Athletic. It's Eric Name. Eric, always a pleasure, man. Nice having a conversation with you. Take it easy and happy new year. Same to you. Thanks for having me. All right, there he is on the great Midwest Bank hotline. If applying for a home renovation loan has you feeling anxious, breathe. And let Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of tranquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.